The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your almost round one recap of this week's memorial. And joining me to break it all down, it is Greg Ducharme. Greg, hey. <laughs> I think it's safe to call this the day one recap of <laughs> oh, that's of the smart. memorial. Right? It's day one. So tomorrow, one. Um, I'm, I'm with you again tomorrow, too. So tomorrow we'll have our day two recap. I'm, I'm looking forward to both. Day one recap at the memorial. Not a lot of golf played in Dublin, Ohio. But, Greg, before we jump in, a lot of golf played by yours truly this morning. Out in 100-degree heat in Las Vegas, I got 18 holes in, and I played – Bears Best, which if you're unfamiliar, is a, a Jack Nicholas design. We'll talk about that. But before I get into it, how many Jack Nicholas design courses do you think there are? I think this is worldwide. Okay. I am going to guess. Um I know you're watching me stammer. So That's as okay. you you told me you were gonna ask me this question before we came on the air. Just before. I mean, we're talking like like right before Jacob hit the countdown away, 40 seconds away. And I had no idea. But I'm I am now thinking back to something that I read. I want to say 140. It's not bad. Jacob said 150. It's 270. Is the 270. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know he has some. I now that you, you mentioned that, I started thinking, and I can see this list of all the courses. There's some in Korea. I mean, they're literally they are all over the world. Um, as, as far east as Korea, as far west as Las Vegas, as you probably know, more west than that. Yeah, probably more <laughs> west than that. I but bet he what, has one in Hawaii. I don't know for sure, but I, I would I would bet. Uh, so what they do is uh, basically Bears Best uh, sticks to just kind of like the southwest of the United States because that's the type of course that we have to put together. And it takes like it recreates one hole from signature courses in that area. So there's 18 kind of different holes that you're playing all uh, uh, in a nod to a different hole from a different course. So what they have the 18th at PGA West remodeled here at bears best. Very cool. So now the name makes the name that, makes total. Sense. Now it makes sense. Um, they have a golf course like this in Myrtle beach, which I've never there's also played. one in. There's also one somewhere. One of them's called renditions. Is that the one in Myrtle beach renditions? No, I, I don't think, think so. Right. It doesn't ring a bell, I think but there is one in, in Myrtle beach. That's like yeah. a world. It's not Jack Nicholas courses, yeah. but it's all courses from all over the world. I think they may have like the 17th that sawgrass remodeled yes. there. Um, 
maybe the twelfth at a, at Augusta remodeled um, yes. as best he can. Renditions so, is in Maryland, and they have they have the Island Green, they have Amen Corner, they have a hole from Oakmont and Shinnecock Hill. So that's a pretty pretty popular thing to do. Yeah, it's a very cool thing. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? You take what the best architects in the world have done and mm-hmm. copy them. Yeah, you copy all of them. Why wouldn't you do it? It's like an all star team. All right, how'd you play? About it? How'd you play? Actually, I didn't really play particularly well on the front nine. Uh, that course is you're, you're uh, I, I, it's very easy to make a double bogey around there. And it's one of those courses you play a couple of times. I'd knock five strokes off. I shot an 85 yeah. and I shot okay. a 39 on we, we, we started on 10. So my second nine, I shot a 39, which is three over. Wow. That's a quite a turnaround. Yes. I, I, I started to figure it out. The greens were slower than I thought. I started to strike the ball better and I played a lot better. And yes, by the way, Jacob is right. It's World Tour Golf Links. That's it. Beach. That's it. That's so, it. Anyway, but hey, thirty. That's good. That's good plan. I, I have a feeling you like to fade the ball. You you go out there and oh, play yeah. well at a jet. You like to fade it. Work it a little left to right, just like the the Golden yes. Bear himself. It's unintentional, but it certainly uh, is the direction that my ball moves. The direction that Colin Morikawa's ball moves, um, whichever direction he wants, because he went out and he shot a six under sixty six on Thursday, day one of this event. He had seven birdies off set with one bogey he made that on number 18 which was his ninth hole of the day and he looks like vintage morikawa greg he gained three strokes on approach which as of this moment is second best in this field he was a gainer with the putter and i think the maybe the larger story is he went back to the blade trying to trying to find some magic with the flat stick getting away from that i think he was using a two ball for some time he's using a mallet style using the blade this week yeah um which again, I, I think um, it's a sign. Look, the best putters of all time typically stick with one putter. Maybe there's a couple of changes here and there, but for the most part, they're not routinely changing putters. Jim Furyk's a guy who's a great putter who changes not because of poor putting; he just changes. He he likes that. That's that's pretty rare. Um, but for guys who struggle with putting and are looking for something, looking for an improvement, looking for a spark. I like this. I like a move like this for a Colin Morikawa. I like a move like that for a Dustin Johnson um, because it, it can, it can light a spark and it can make a difference. And if it lasts one week, well, you got, you, you know, you end up holding a trophy um, because you got a spark that week and now it, it may not last and that's okay. Cause nobody wins every week. So yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. It seemed to light a spark for him today. Um, but I think the biggest thing, Rick, well, that's a, I think an, an important part of this. I think the biggest deal is he said he got his cut back just like you. He's, he's able <laughs> yeah, to start everything thing. down the left side <laughs> and cut it. And he, he feels like he got away from that for a while. So, yeah. um, Back with the cut, back with the putter, uh, with the blade putter. I, I think there's a lot of really good signs from this round. His round was really only disrupted, I believe, once. So we had a couple of weather delays suspended at 1246 Eastern. They had a two-hour delay. I think that's the big one that got the early guys, and then it was suspended again at 417. That is kind of when the afternoon waves started going out. So really, what we have is we have Colin Morikow at the top. We have Adam Long at five five under par one shot back. We have a plethora of golfers at four under. I want to talk about one of them in particular, Greg, but what we also have is essentially the entire afternoon wave, only a couple of holes 
in. Jordan Spieth's played three holes, uh, one under par. He is going to have, along with a lot of his peers, a very long Friday because he's not only going to have to play the final 15 holes of his first round, he's going to have to play 18 more of his second round. Those guys are those guys are going to need some uh, some power bars in the bag, maybe some Gatorades. I don't know what they like to chew on and munch on, but they're going to need some energy. Yeah, because um, you're gonna go. You're gonna go straight through, right? You're you're gonna play if you're so if you're designed to play late early. Now all of a sudden you're early late in the same day. So you're gonna get out there seven thirty wherever you are. You'll go start. You'll tee off. You'll finish your round, and you basically turn around and do it again. So, um, like you said, Rick, pack a lunch. I wouldn't advise any milkshakes tonight. Um, hopefully, you know you're getting you're winding down right now as we speak. Yeah. Right. And, and then from there, you know, you take it as, as it goes, it's the frustrating thing is the starting and the stopping. So Mm -hmm. Jordan is not, I'm not overly concerned with Jordan. You're, you're so early on into the round. You're, you got to play basically 33 holes tomorrow. It's going to be a long day. Hopefully um, you get it going early and you have a, you have a late Saturday. That's what you hope. And if Jordan does anything like he's been doing, he will have a late Saturday. But starting and stopping is extremely frustrating. Waiting for an update only to get uh, a, a new time for our next update is, is never fun. There was a lot of that today. It can, yeah. it can be frustrating. Yeah, a lot of. The update is there'll be another update in 30 minutes, which is not fun. Uh, You know who did not have fun? And we don't have a lot of analysis on the afternoon, guys. And there's one guy I want to circle back to. But I'm just looking through some of these scores because we don't usually get an opportunity to see to see stuff like this, Greg. Pat Kazire might not sleep so well. He is he played one hole. He made a triple bogey on it. He is three over through one hole, and he is set for 35 holes on Friday. I almost feel bad for him, right? Like this is this is not the one hole you wanted to play. <laughs> no, no, it, it um, it's no fun. It's no fun at all. But what what are you going to do? Like the, in one way, in one regard, it's a good thing because you get a reset. So what happens after a triple bogey? Well, you're not feeling great. But now you go out tomorrow and you reset and yeah. you say, okay, look, this is it. This is where I am. I need to go and attack now. And so that late, um, the late tea time, there there is a silver lining here, and you have to find it if you're a player going through this because it's um, it, it's very easy to say, oh, I got now. I I have to play all these holes tomorrow how unfair this is for me well you got to look at this as an advantage because now you get an opportunity to go out in the morning your first round now is a morning round rather than a late round i know your second round creeps into the later time but you got to try to find a silver lining here so if you're pat and kazire you go out there you know where you you have to attack there's no playing defense there's no playing safe um it's pin your ears back aggressive time and it's in the morning it could be a good thing it could be it's a great opportunity to reset. And there's also a chance that the guys who did finish on Thursday are going to have to play a couple holes of their second round on Saturday, depending on how long all of this takes. So they, they might just be getting it on the other side. So it all it all evens out over time. The one guy that I uh, I did want to circle back to was Xander Shoffley, four under 68, the best round he has ever shot at Mirfield Village, five birdies, one bogey, that bogey coming on the par three eighth. And the big thing with Xander um, is that he unveiled the arm lock putter he's now got that big grip rolling it up the arm and this is something we have seen others adopt recently and it's i I would never have described xander as a poor putter but maybe just looking for something to get him over the finish line greg 
Yeah, um, I, I haven't heard him speak on it very much yet, and I'm looking forward to it. But I will say this: he Xander's always been a left hand low guy, um, at least in recent. I mean, last last year and and this year, he's been a, a left hand low guy. And I, I think for a left hand low player, um, the transition to arm lock is a little bit smoother. Um, it it they the two kind of go together. Where your left arm in left hand low is in a way is really pulling through the stroke um, mm-hmm. in, in the follow through. And so it, that left arm, in essence, swings and you don't want um, you don't want your left wrist to break down and toss it. And, and if you do that, that's when the arm lock would come off. But typically when you're going left hand low, it's the same kind of philosophy where a belly putter is a little bit of a different philosophy. A belly putter, there's a little bit more release. The, the putter head passes the grip end of the club a little bit more. So I think the philosophy matches up with what Xander's been doing. And this is just a little add on. But Rick, did you see in the end? I don't know if you saw the NCAAs at all, but out in your neck of the woods, Scottsdale out in the Southwest, mm-hmm. um, there were so many kids using the arm lock. Putter. I saw so, that. Yeah, I, I yep. think we're going to start to see a lot more of this. Uh, I'm going to try it. I don't know. I don't even know how to start. You should. Yeah. Well, first things first, you got to get yourself a... <laughs> I got to get myself... Can I Can putter. I do this with my normal putter? Do I have to get... Is it the grip that's longer or the putter that's longer? No, the putter's longer and they got to oh, weight right. it and there's... You got to get the right kind of shaft. I mean, it's something that they really look into. A lot of times they'll add loft. Um, mm. For instance, I, I want to say... Uh, I may be wrong on this, so I probably should. I want to, I want to say, um, Charles Schwartzel has like nine degrees of loft on his putter. Cause w- you, when yeah, you arm lock, thing is, yeah. you lean. Yeah. So he has that, like that, um, the shaft goes into the back of the putter mm-hmm. and typically you got to add a little loft. So to do it right, if you're going to try Rick or any, anyone, um, watching or listening, you got to do it to do it right the shaft's going to be a little bit longer well a lot longer the head's probably going to be a little bit heavier to get the balance correct you may need a like a some sort of stability shaft because when the shaft gets that much longer and you add that much more weight the shaft can actually start to flex so you'll see bryson with with a stability shaft of some sort um so it's definitely a process but um everything that i've heard is it's that it's great i personally have tried it it's not my I, it would take a little bit of getting used to for me, I think, mm. but um, I'm generally for the philosophy. Well, I'm actually getting fit for a putter and wedges next week, so maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll come up. Maybe I'll I'll try out the little the old arm lock. We have to talk about the odds to win this golf tournament. They're very interesting. Uh, we are going to pull up the odds via our friends at William Hill, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything 
works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. The betting board. <laughs> I don't know what to really do with these guys and I'm not even sure William Hill just had odds up. Here we go. Uh, Morikawa at four to one, Greg, is the favorite to win this golf tournament. However, you have someone like a Bryson DeChambeau at eight to one who's currently two under through three holes. You have John Rahm. He's in the clubhouse. He's done. He's three under. I'm trying to find some guys that played maybe this afternoon. Okay, Cantlay, minus one through three holes. He's 16 to one. How in the world are we reconciling the golfers who have played the entirety of their opening round versus some that have only played three holes? Well, I I would feel... Um, much safer with guys who have a round in the books. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But a guy like John Rahm is very interesting to me at three under. Regardless of what everybody does tomorrow, whenever, when all the rounds are done, the results at the end of round one aren't really going to change my opinion. I'm looking at a John Rahm who's right now three. He shot three under. Let's say that. So he's, he's three back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be within striking distance pretty much no matter what. Um, I, I don't see anybody shooting a, like a 59 or something where you'd be 10 <laughs> back. I, I don't think that's going to happen. So if, if you want to get a little action in on a John Rahm or a Xander Shoffley, um, I, I feel like that's safe. The problem with the guys like Jordan Spieth or Bryson or somebody who hasn't played that many holes, in my opinion, is if, if you get off to a shaky start tomorrow, Man, it can be a really long day, and and not having that—that's that, that's a good point, right? It, it now conversely, if you get is, if you get going, you don't want to stop, and you and you shoot two right. two low ones, yeah. And and it is the morning time, but I, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel as it's a little bit more. I would say the the risk or the volatility, as you say, is a little greater. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't know if you think Rick that the odds kind of portray that. What do you like? What What would you? I do don't you consider it fair, unfair. It no. doesn't feel right to me. No, it doesn't because guys like uh, I mean, what was Spieth to 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 open this event? He was fourteen to one, sixteen, 16 to one, fourteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's eleven to one. He's played three holes, so he's draw like like I don't. Right. I, I know he's under par, but it's 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 three holes. I just think that books don't want to get burnt here. So I, I actually like that. If there were guys that you know maybe got longer, and I'm trying to just flip through these and see who plays. You know, I, I'm not going to go through every single player, but guys who have a lot of holes to play whose odds got longer would be much much more appealing but i don't know if those guys exist greg because you're right they might they might catch fire they they shouldn't be penalized for only playing three holes and if their odds got longer i'd be more interested in that but off off the top that's not going to be a stud it's going to be it's going to be some of the mid-tier guys i think that are going to fit that category because the books aren't going to get they're not going to get burnt on studs so how do you feel about um about if you if you are interested in one of those guys that's only played three rounds, Bryson, Jordan, how do you feel about doing a first round leader kind of a play on that? You shorten the term a little bit and you say, okay, in 15 holes, Bryson will catch Colin Morikawa. That's interesting. Because uh, I'm seeing this, um, this first round leader thing here and Bryson's mm-hmm. plus 650 to be the first round leader. Jordan Spieth's plus 1600. I, I mean... Yeah, that's uh, that, actually that interests pretty interesting. me a little bit more because you only yeah. got in 15 holes. He's got to get to six under or better. I, I feel like 
there's a realistic chance that Jordan could could do that. If he plays every three hole stretch for the mm-hmm. remainder of the first round and one under, he'll catch Colin Morikawa. It's really it's that simple. It's probably uh, easier done than said, but. <laughs> And he is actually, and he is, yeah, it's okay. We know what you mean. And he has actually played, I mean, not the hardest holes, but he's played two holes that were playing over par. I I mean, Spieth's already beating the field average pretty significantly through three holes. So he's got the easier holes coming. This might not be a bad way to do it. Just embrace the volatility. Yeah, it's interesting to me. I mean, if you feel like you want to somehow take advantage of this, um, of this stoppage, I like going after a first round a first round leader more than a tournament winner um, at this point, unless there's a guy who's done who you like. If you like Rom, I like Rom. I, I wouldn't be afraid of going in in Rom's direction at this point. Um, maybe you already have him, but I, I do like adding a little bit of uh, action on the first round leader. If if we just forgot about that, there are guys still to play. The guy who would fit the model would be JT, who's leading the field in strokes gained tee to green, leading it in strokes gained approach by a pretty significant margin. That's his bread and butter. That was the one thing we were worried about for his last two starts. He's been horrible at. Uh, this is much more vintage JT, and we know what can happen when vintage JT gets out there. Yeah. Do you think this is? Uh, well, this is a, it's a silly question. So it sounds like you you feel like this is the the last couple of weeks was kind of an anomaly, and yeah. this this is here to stay. It's not a surprise. It's not going to last one day. This is this is for real. No, this, this, yeah, that, that's I'm exactly right. He's, he's, he's still, yeah, well, right. Well, but that's what he does. He lost two strokes putting or, or a little under two strokes putting, but that's, that's what he does. That is vintage JT, right? Like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, this is, this is what I would expect. And he'll finish T7 losing five strokes putting. You know what I mean? It's just because yeah. that's, that's kind of the way he does it. Right. At least he's hitting it better. At least he's hitting it better. Right. That's, that's the thing. Lean into your weapon. All right. I think that'll do it. This has been your day one recap of the memorial greg will be back for day two which will be at some point i think we're gonna have to probably wait until the sun goes down on on friday right that's that's yeah, when we're well, gonna at least it. the sun where at least where i am i don't know i don't <laughs> yeah, know if you're in still. a mountain range out there in <laughs> jupiter west but <laughs> yes when the sun goes down in dublin ohio is probably when we'll be firing yeah. this podcast up but for now let me thank producer Jacob. It does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.